super honored to be here, and I would really just like you guys to hear this as um, a friend telling you guys, like, what I've been learning, what God's been teaching me. I can't handle all my friends smiling at me like this. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I'm going to start off by telling you a story because this is really, like, the first incident in my life where I was, like, had a revelation that this was super important. So, oh, my title is called, my title is, I Hope the Librarian Recognizes Me. Mm-hmm. Woo, what could that mean? Okay. So I'm going to stand. I'm a pacer. So one day I showed up at school, and I walked up the three flights of stairs to my first class, which is a long walk. And by the time you get to the top, you're like, because <sighs> I'm out of shape. And um, when I got into my class and sat down, my teacher walks over and hands me a pink slip. And in my school, hi, guys. Um, in my school, a pink slip means that you've had a book from the library for, like, weeks past when you were supposed to bring it back. And I've got quite a few of these. Um, and so I was like, okay, so then you have to go down to the library because it says, do not admit student to class in like really bold letters. And so I went down to the library and I was like, yeah, I don't actually have the book with me right now. I'm not sure where it is. I'm sure it's somewhere in my room. I promise to have it back by the end of this week, hopefully. (laughs) I promise, hopefully. (laughs) And she was like, okay, okay. And so I was about to leave and the other librarian that I've never seen before comes out and she goes, hi, and I'm like, hi, (laughs) and she's like, how are you, and I'm like, I'm good, but I don't know why you want to (laughs) know, and she's like, um, I haven't seen you in so long, and I'm like, I haven't seen you ever, (laughs) like, I really don't know what you're talking about, and so she proceeds to keep me out of class for 10 minutes, going through every extracurricular activity I do, every extracurricular activity my brothers do, the ages of her kids, and, and finally, I'm like, I really need to go, lady, like, my class is starting, and I'm not there, and she's like, what about your parents, like, what about your parents, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you don't know me, I'm like, well, my dad's a mortgage broker, and my mom works at a dental office. And she goes, are you Trisha's daughter? And I go, yes. And she goes, no way. I could have sworn that you were Trisha. Trisha's over there. Hi, mom. I'm a lot like my mom. I look just like my mom. She's like, the way you were talking with your hands, the way you were smiling, you just looked so much like Trisha. And I was like, that's right up scary. Like, wow. Okay, and now every time I see her in the hallway, she's like, (laughs) I'm like, you still don't know me, but I'm okay with it. Okay, so segueing to Bible verse, John 13, 34 to 35 says, Aha, a new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. My my mannerisms gave away that I was Trisha's daughter. And in the same way, my love will give away that I'm God's daughter. That's deep. Okay. I want people to recognize the love of God because they've encountered me. Okay. The way we carry ourselves in our conduct, the way we treat other people, should be a visual representation of the unseen God. So... How do we accomplish this? Well, first, to accomplish love, we should probably know what, it, what love is. So what is love? Cue next Bible verse. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. 
It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Someone point out to me where in that verse it says, love is when you feel strong admiration or devotion to somebody. No? No one wants to point that? Oh, it's not there! No way! Okay, so the whole world is like, love is a strong attachment that you have to somebody. And the Bible's like, aren't wrong. Nope, it's not that. Okay, love is a lot of things. Nowhere that does it say love is a feeling. All right. So then I would ask you, to this definition up here, the one in the Bible, which is the truth, have you ever loved anybody? Right? This was like, this hit me hard. I was like, okay, so the Bible says, this command I give to you, love one another. I have failed very badly for my whole entire life, every day. Okay, the truth is we'll never be able to love perfectly to that definition. No one living, no one who has lived ever will be able to accept Jesus. And so we need to work on this, guys. And I know that it's easy to go day to day without thinking about this. This is a big deal. So I'm here to tell you what God has told me. (laughs) All right. The first point I have is that loving somebody is having a heart that wants to see people the way God sees them and then acting accordingly. The thing is, if we love people based off of what they do, we have to love people based off of what God's done for them. Like that song said, love out of my control, our love for them shouldn't be in their hands. It shouldn't be something that they determine. It's something that we determine because of who God is. Okay, Romans 12, 10 to 15. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Honor means regard with great respect. You know who I respect? One of the people I respect? My parents over there. Well, at least I try. Sorry, mom and dad, for the times that I have failed in that area. And so I respect them. So I don't go to my friends and go, or at least mostly I don't. (laughs) Go, oh, I can't believe. Did you see what my dad did? Oh, my goodness. He totally, I have no example, but like, (laughs) yeah, I'm not going to use one if I had one. Um. You respect them, and that means that you, you love them. It's not exactly the same, but they are coincide. So another important thing is every person you see, every single one in this room, take a quick look around, swivel the head, is made in God's image with value and for a purpose. And who are you, who am I, to treat them otherwise? Today I was at the beach. That's why I'm sunburnt, if you're wondering. And it was really hard to for me to look around and see all these people doing things and wearing things that I was like, (gasps) my eyes, no, but like, I had to remind myself, like, these people are made in God's image, and they have value, and even if they don't see the value in them, we are there to tell them, to preach to them that you are valuable, that you are made for a purpose, and they might not see that they're made for a purpose, and if they do think they're made for a purpose, but they don't know God, then the purpose they think they're living for is empty. 
And we are here as ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors. To show them. We are supposed to be the ones that are like living our lives the way that God wants us to in plain sight. And that's the hard part. Not behind a closed door, not when you feel comfortable, but to be who you are in the world where everyone can see you. That's the challenge. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is important. I wrote it down. Um, God knows everything. So the thing is when you're like, okay, but Abby, this person hurt me so badly. This person did this. Abby, this person did this. You can't even believe. Do you know that God knows and his opinion didn't change? His opinion didn't change. And he not only knows what they do on the outside, he knows their heart. And that can be pretty rotten. I know mine has been. No one's offense is ever bigger than God's grace. And we need to treat them that way. Okay, point two. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit's leading because, like I said, we are not capable of loving people. Are you going to record the whole time, Jay? Okay. (laughs) We're not capable of loving people perfectly. But you know who knows everybody and knows exactly what they need at every single moment of their life? The Holy Spirit. All right. Galatians 6, 9, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong in the family of believers. As we have opportunity, you want to know how many times God gives you opportunities if you're willing? All the time. All the time. You always have opportunity to love on somebody. And the Holy Spirit will show you these because we're, we're pretty narrow-minded people. Sometimes our eyes are kind of blurry, but the Holy Spirit can open your eyes. He will show you opportunities. And the other thing is, you know when you're like, need to go like talk to your teacher or something and you're nervous about it, so you're like, okay, friend, will you please just come with me? Please just come with me. Come on, just come with me. And they're like, no, I don't want to come with you. And you're like, no, yeah, please just come with me. Okay, yeah, these girls are all like, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that too. Okay, the Holy Spirit will come with you. You're not walking up to somebody alone. He will hold your hand. He's linking arms with you. Whatever you girls do when you're walking up to something that you're afraid of, he's with you, and he's better than any other friend that you could bring with you. Trust me on that. Okay. The other thing is that once the Holy Spirit opens up your eyes, once you ask him for those opportunities, you have to follow through with that because it's really easy to be like, okay, God, this time, this time, I'm totally going to do it. And then he's like, all right, here is the thing. And then you're like, ah! and then you don't do it, right? you got to move your feet. Sometimes your body and your spirit are going to disagree, and you say, body, no. My spirit says go, and your body's like, okay, and then you got to go. Let your pride decrease, and let humility and the love that follows increase in you. Practice it. It gets easier. It's like running. I wouldn't know, but I'm pretty sure it's like running. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Point three is it's the little things. It's not always, all right, I'm going to go pray the sinner's prayer with this person at this moment. It's the little things, like know someone's name. I met three new people tonight, and I remember most of their names, I think. (laughs) But every time you come here, intentionally meet someone or Maybe you know them and you don't know their name and be like, oh, yeah, read the little name tag while they're talking or whatever. And then remember that. And next time you see them, be like, hey, Kaylee. And they'll be like, oh, she knows my name. It's for real. It shows that they have value. There's this one guy that comes. I work at a grocery store. I'm a cashier and like a cash manager, but whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, 
And he one day came in wearing his work outfit and he had his little name on it, which I've always wanted one of those if anyone wants to make me one. Has like the name like stitched into it, how cool. And his name was William. He's this cutest old Mennonite guy. And I go, hey, William. And he goes, and I was like, ah, I totally just embarrassed you, but I think you liked it, you know? And now every time he comes in, I'm like, hey, William. And everyone in line is like, oh, she knows this guy. And it makes me feel special, know people's names. When you think something good in your head, say it out loud. Whoa, mind-blowing, I know. But how many times have you walked up to a new person and gone, wow, those are really nice shoes in your head? And then just been like, hi, I'm Abby go, hi, I'm Abby. I really like those shoes. Because maybe you taking those two seconds to be uncomfortable is exactly what they needed to be comfortable enough to come back next week. Okay. The other thing is don't hide. When you're happy because of everything that God's done to you, which should be quite often done to you, done for you, um, (laughs) live that out. And I'm telling you, I work in a grocery store. People will be like, wow, you're happy. And this is like I wait for this moment every day when I'm working because I go, so joy of the Lord. Or, well, God is good. And just like that, in two seconds, seed planted. Seed planted. It took me two seconds, and I kid you not, every single time I've been working there for like two years, and still every time I'm like, so joy of the Lord. (laughs) But you got to do it afraid, guys. You will always be a little nervous, and if you let that stop you, where are you going to get? Right? Okay. (laughs) Smile. Hold the door. Use encouraging words. Smiling is a huge one, guys. When you walk down the hallways at your school, how often do you see people walk around like this? (laughs) That's how I walk down the halls. (laughs) I mean, not always, but I try to, like, this is usually it. Right? Right? That's, I don't. (laughs) But even if you're just like, People will be like, oh, in the Bible it says, I did not lose hope because I believed I would see the goodness of God in the, land, in the land of the living. Be the goodness of God in the land of the living, guys. Show them that it's here. Pray for people. Prayer is not the least you can do. It's a powerful weapon. Someone said that at Divine. I can't tell you who, but I wrote it down. Okay, here's a big one. This is another long verse. Luke 17, 3 to 4 says, pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the same day and turns you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Someone say, oh. Yeah, that's a big oh boy. Okay, anyone know what rebuke means? That's not a real question. (laughs) It means express sharp disapproval. Sharp disapproval or criticism because of behavior or actions. This is love, my friends, when it's somebody in the family of God. Because that means that you respect and you honor them enough to say, friend, I know your heart, which is that you love God, and so I'm gonna give you a little kick in the butt, and I'm gonna help you out. The world likes to say that love and acceptance are the same thing, and I'm here to tell you that that's not true. Love and acceptance, love and condonance, big word, I know. Condonance is like saying, yeah, that's okay. Love and condonance are not the same thing. And so always supporting people, even if their decisions are wrong, is not love. We need to speak up. We need to help each other. And we are easily offended, people. We are easily offended. And offense is a tool of the enemy. You learn about that in SLI. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Okay? 
So say to your friend, Madeline, I give you permission to tell me if my shirt is too short. Emma, I give you permission to tell me if I start using inappropriate language. Give them permission because you need help. I need help. Okay? I'm on time. Woo! I'm like on time. Okay. So here's another story from the grocery store. I know a lot of stuff happens in the grocery store. Broxton, please pay attention. It's my little brother. It's okay. Okay, so one time I was working on Valentine's Day two years ago, and as I was, there was this Mennonite lady. She was so sweet, but Mennonites always buy a lot of groceries. That's a fun fact about working in Elmira. And so I got, like, to the end of her two carts, and I was like, oh, boy, you know, but, like, trying to, like, smile and be like, it's a good day. And um, she goes, what chocolate bar do you recommend? And I'm like, they're all good. <laughs> chocolate is chocolate. Um, but no, I actually really like coffee crisps, but I told her Kit Kat because I felt like whoever she was giving it to might not like coffee crisp. <laughs> but then it backfired because it was for me. I know, and I kid you not, I was standing here until like this, like beep, beep, and she hands me the chocolate bar, and I beep, and I put it on the side, and she picks it up, and she hands it back to me, and she, I'm like, do you want to? Beep. <laughs> and she's like, it's, I would like you to have it. And I start to cry. Just right there. I'm like, oh, me. 99 cents chocolate bar, reduced to tears. Just like, wow, thank you. That's all it takes, guys. So if you want to buy me a chocolate bar. No. Okay, so then the next week in school, I sat down, and the classroom teacher goes, okay, everyone, I want you to think, it was a girl, so I don't know why I'm doing that. Hey, everyone, I, w I want you to think of, like, the best thing that's ever happened to you in your life and write that down. And I am a very blessed person. I have a lot of awesome things happening in my life, not to brag, but, you know. <laughs> but the first thing I thought of was this lady buying me this chocolate bar. And I was like, what? Why? Why has this touched me so much? So I went home and I sat and I went, why? I'm like, why? I'm like, why? And okay, this is what I came up with, guys. Broxton. It was unexpected, undeserved, and unnecessary. Hmm. Anybody can love anyone when they deserve it, when it's necessary, and when it's expected. Bible says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Answer me this. When Jesus died on the cross for you, did you deserve it? Was it necessary? Was it expected? This means that when you most feel like not loving somebody, your calling is the opposite. Love is action when you don't feel like loving. And that is a high calling. And it's really hard. Here's the thing. Julie Bassett said, nah, I, I didn't know who said that one. This is from Divine. That feeling ready isn't a prerequisite to stepping out, which is good because I will never be ready to love somebody the way I've been called to love, and neither will you, and that can't stop us from stepping out, friends. Another important thing, when you miss it, 
because I miss it all the time. I can't tell you how many times someone has gone, wow, you're happy today. And on the inside, I've been like, Jesus, Jesus, it's because of Jesus. And on the outside, I've been like, oh, yeah, it's sunny. (laughs) And as soon as they leave, I'm like, oh, man, we come back. It was Jesus. But you miss it. You're going to miss it. But here's the thing. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So don't condemn yourselves. And if you're so busy thinking of all the times that you've messed it up, chances are you're going to miss the next opportunity. Instead, recognize that you missed it. And God will open more doors for you. God will open 100 doors for you if you have a heart that's willing to step through them. We can't let the times it doesn't work out stop us. I have another story, but I've been talking a really long time. Is it okay if I tell one more story? (laughs) You can't say no now because that would be rude. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so I was working at the grocery store. (laughs) This is how all my stories start. Okay, but there was this one guy, and he was super not all there. And he was, like, always wearing sunglasses, and you could, like, smell him before he even got to your till. And it was, like, a rough situation. And I was, like, you know what? I'm going to be the nicest cashier this guy has ever met. And I'm going to smile at him, and I'm going to be, like, the sweetest. So I was those things. And it backfired big time. The police ended up getting involved, and I had the option to either ban him from the store or disallow him to come in by himself because his actions the following times he met me in the grocery store were so outrageous. And I noticed myself choosing not to smile at men, choosing not to talk to them, because Satan had succeeded at scaring me. I'm sure he thought, surely if I do this, she will stop loving people. And I let him be right. And that hurts. That hurts to think about. The thing is that fear is a tool the devil uses to discourage us from fulfilling God's perfect plans. And fear in any area is highlighting part of your life where you're not trusting God. Which is like almost every area of my life. I'm scared about, I was scared about this. Think about that. If we base our behavior off of bad experiences... The devil wins. We can't live our lives in worst-case scenario mode. We cannot carry fear around like a backpack and take it with us everywhere. Instead, friends, we base our behavior off of Christ's promises. We equip ourselves with his promises and strap on his word like a backpack. Take that with you everywhere you go. Hide it in your hearts, the Bible says. So, I hope the librarian recognizes me. I hope the librarian recognizes you. I hope that my friends are so awed and confused by my actions that they ask me about my God. I hope people know that I love God before they know my name. The Bible says, faith hope, love, and the greatest of these is love. So let's look like love together. If you guys want to come to the front, join me in worship.